And welcome back to the 108th episode of the Monster Bruce Stomp Down. Of course, you got your host, Sludge, here, co-host across from me. It's the Lorax. And the Grandmaster from Texas. Over here in the heat in Texas, Ruben. Yeah, I heard Mark was talking about it, man, that you got a massive heat index this week, right? Something like that? Yeah, it, it uh, Saturday, I think it was Saturday, it hit 125. Wow. Whoa, wow. 125. Ooh. I'm not going to For a heat index, not, the real, not yeah. the real temperature. You know, I tried it. Okay, now. So... All, all that means is I just take it a little slower if I'm doing anything outside. So like if I'm going to work on the yard, I don't do it till like seven in the evening because you still, I don't get dark till like yeah, eight 45 or so. Yeah. Right. Yep. You know, you know, about eight 40 or something. So that's, and I, and I just cut the chore in half. I do the front on one day and then I do the backyard on another and drink plenty of I, water. That's it. You know, but it, it's pretty hot more. down here, yep, but you know what? I'll take it. Cause that big old high is saving us from any storms out in the gulf and there's one now so it's kind of keeping us uh insulated from that stuff as long as it's sitting on top of us oh well it's good well that's a good thing anything good's coming from 125 yes but uh we just got through uh father's day weekend and uh of course we released uh well a week late and we apologize uh the newest episode with gamma versus gauss um due to some technical difficulties uh but we got it all sorted out now to you guys and uh I had it pretty good. You know, you guys have a good Father's Day weekend. I had a good one. Uh, then, oh. you know, do the usual work, make pizzas. Right, right. Oh. Ruben, what about you? Oh, man. <clears throat> Not much, man. Just went out to actually, actually I, and even even that, like I said, we're going to stay away from any of those restaurants that are going to be crowded, you know, like, uh, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch here. So we just went to a little Mexican restaurant that we enjoy and. Sat down and had a had breakfast after church and just enjoyed the day together. That's all we did, you know. RJ in San Antonio, you know, he didn't come down, and his wife is getting to the point where it's very uncomfortable to do anything. So, oh, right, so, right. Um, they stayed there. Yeah, she's at six months. It's all. It's just around the corner. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. Uh, so we didn't do much, you know. And uh, I just enjoyed it. I just enjoyed the uh, lazy Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, that's perfect. That's perfection to me. Man, I sat there and just watched Yellowstone. I actually uh, <laughs> that was it. I still haven't watched Yellowstone yeah. yet, but I, I actually did a whole lot of nothing for once. I mean, I, I got attacked by go. a murder hornet this weekend. About. Um, so uh, I'm oh, for those no. who don't know, I'm extremely allergic to hornets and wasps. Uh, so I got stung uh, Saturday. I was cutting trees down at my mom's for her and uh, got drilled by one in the hand and just jacked my hand up all weekend. But my wife was like, you know, cause I really couldn't do much of anything. So sat Sunday, my wife's like, okay, you're going to do nothing all day. You just, you rest. Cause I just don't, I mean, the guys can attest. Anyone who knows me can attest. I don't ever freaking stop. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, okay. I won't do anything. Well, I got yelled at that day because the first time she saw me after I got up, I was walking through the living room with a drill in my hand. She's like, what do you think you're doing? I'm like, 
well, we got this new toy box, and we washed it out, and it's not draining, so I'm going to go pop a few holes in it. You know? And she's like, I said, no work. I was like, this is the only thing I'm going to do, I promise. She's like, well, that's it. So then she comes outside, and, I mean, that's already done, but then I'm like, working on the yard, <laughs> and she's like, get inside. I was like, okay, fine. So so I actually got to rest, uh, for the most part, Sunday, which doesn't ever happen, and, man, I was craving Chinese food. There's a little Chinese place near us called Happy Star, and they've got, like, the best honey chicken. And I've been craving it for a couple of weeks, just having a chance to go get down and get it. And she's like, well, let me go get you something to eat, whatever you want. I was like, honey chicken? She's like, for Happy Star? I was like, yeah. So I got honey chicken, so I was super stoked about it. All right. Um, but, there yeah, I did, uh, played some video games and worked on some music and just relaxed most of the day, which was nice. Came and see me. You came and see me. I did. You I did. came and oh, there you go. Yeah. the Lorax. Yeah. And got you. What did we get you? Uh, beard. We got you a beard trimmer. Yeah. Yep. Beard trimmer and Reese cups, like yep. always, and a card. And uh, right. what I was did. that? The big gift, though. Remember the big gift we got you? You know, because we brought you the, the, oh. the razor or the, the yeah. trimmer. <laughs> We brought you the Reese cup, yeah, and then we, you know got you the card, yeah. There was something else in. What was that. it? Why, well, I, well, you I, opened I, it. I, what was I it? Not, what do you mean? What was it? What was it? What are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, it was an envelope had your name on it. Oh man, why? Why, why are you gonna bring this stuff <laughs> Just, up? Just you know, <laughs> uh, it, it was a mistake. They, they actually, what happened was it was a um, a letter about your senior benefits. <laughs> and it came to his <laughs> house. Tell me that wasn't some kind of setup. No, no it, it wasn't was addressed a setup. to you, man. Yeah, it was yeah to you. you filled the card out. You put my name <laughs> no, on it, and know. you wanted it for yourself. I have no idea. Oh, so uh-huh. it, it actually was his application to be the mall Santa Claus this year. Yeah, what it really I'm was. glad the oh, I'm so glad sad. the hornet stung you in the hand. Oh, you that's deserved just it. Rude. <laughs> so rude. Um, but uh, so anyway, so yeah, we had a great Father's Day weekend, man. All you fathers that watch this, we hope you all had a fantastic yeah. Father's Day weekend. And, hey, and uh, just can see? Can you see my shirt uh, the best you can without me standing? Yeah, they should be able that to see was, it there. That was my birthday gift, which That's was right. May twenty seventh. Well, so right. I thought I had what a better place to wear is right yeah, here. Got to. Right here, sweet some Dragon Ball Rocking Z. Dragon Ball yeah, Z you gotta love it. Me and the grandkids picked it out for yeah. him. So, which the boys are? I think they're finished. They're almost done with the Frieza saga. They've well, been going back through the Dragon yeah. Ball Z stuff. So they're. I almost, got out. I got out of the car, walking walking up in here, and Gavin was like, "Hey." Like the shirt, <laughs> like, hey, you got it for me. <laughs> they're they're big fans of the show for sure. So, all right, well, man, it is time to get into this episode's movie. And Ruben picked this one. This is 1978's Piranha, one of the many films uh, that came out after the first Jaws uh, during the whole nature run Amic uh, 70s and 80s. Uh, but this one definitely stuck out a little bit for a few reasons, which we will discuss momentarily. But right now, here's the trailer. Lost River, take 32. And action. Lost River is lost no more. Yes, friends, you can be part of a modern ecological miracle. Acres and acres of reclaimed land nestled in a scenic mountain valley, site of the newly formed Lost River Lake. You'll find swimming, sailing, snorkeling. There's something strange in the water at Lost River Lake. Something you can't see, something you can't feel until it's too late. Started in a Texas pond. Barbara! Barbara, there's something in here! David! David! Well, if it still works, it's the quickest way to know if they're down there or not. What are you doing? You drained the pond? Yes, we found it. You let them out? 
they were unleashed into America's waterways to churn quiet streams into rivers of living death. Keep your hand out of the water. Ow! What's wrong with the water? Dad! Stay back! Dad! Stay back! The water is filled with carnivorous fish. Piranha, the deadliest man-eaters of all. In schools of hundreds, they attack and devour anything that moves with razor-sharp teeth that can strip a man to the bone in less than a minute. There'll be no way to contain them. They'll be able to swim up every river system in the country. There's a school of piranha heading straight downstream toward your resort. They'll kill us. All of us. Science fiction. You're not even going to say that word. But the piranhas. What about the piranhas? They're eating the guests, sir. They're here. And they're hungry. Piranha. Okay, so before we jump into this movie, all right, we're sitting here trying to, to, to be professional and record, but <laughs> the table keeps going, brr, 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 yeah. because Mark... <laughs> It's not oh. me. It's it's what? Drago, man. He's up moving around at the house, and my oh. that, like they know who Drago is. Uh, Drago's my bearded dragon. He's at he's at my house, and and I have a security camera, and he's obviously passing by the security camera, <laughs> and it keeps setting it off, and it sends me an alert, so it keeps going crazy. Dang, how big is this uh, bearded dragon? Uh, he's only about I don't know foot and a half, two foot long, but it covers Damn. my whole living room. So when he Goes from one end of the tank to the other. Oh. It picks it up. Yeah, picks so, it up. Yeah. And well, I, thanks, and Drago, for loo- interrupting the show. You just have him loose in the in the living room, huh? Well, no, he's in a tank. Like he's in, he's, he's in no, yeah, he's in a big aquarium. Uh, oh, he only okay, gets he still to, sets it he off. Only, okay. He only gets to come out and run around when the, when we're there. So, well, you need to tell him to calm it down because well, he's <laughs> shaking the table nonstop. It's, so it's, but, it's crazy. Uh, all right, so hopefully we'll make it through the show without Drago interrupting us. Yes, even further, sorry about but, that. Uh, we are doing 1978's Piranha. This movie came out uh, August 3rd, 1978. Uh, that's actually my uh, oldest son's birthday. It was actually my older oh. brother's birthday as well, uh, August 3rd. So it's a really cool date for this movie to come out. This movie was directed by Joe Dante. Um, if you don't know that name, then uh, you need to go back and watch a few episodes because we brought him up before. Uh, Roger yep. Corman produced this movie. Of course, this was a Roger Corman film, um, and he's the king of B. Uh, the movie was made for like $600,000, small budget, uh, but did like $16 million box office. I mean, this movie was a success. Yep. I mean, though, in all honesty, Roger Corman has never made a movie. In, I mean, he's got almost 400 movies in his credits. He's never made a movie that he has lost money on. Like, if anybody knows how to make a movie and profit, it's Roger Corman. And he did it with this one. Um, and, of course, you know, Roger Corman's known for kickstarting so many people's careers. James Cameron's, Joe Dante's, Francis Ford Coppola's, actors like Jack Nicholson. Uh, uh, you've got uh, Dick Miller he started with us. Sylvester Stallone. Uh, he kickstarted Sylvester Stallone's career. He was in Stallone was in Death Race 2000. Um, you know, there's tons of them, tons of them. So Roger's the man to go to when it comes to movies. And with this one... You do have some familiar faces in this movie. Um, of course, yeah. you got Dick Miller makes an appearance um, as Buck Gardner in this film. Uh, you've got Barbara Steele. She plays a government doctor, Dr. Uh, Minges or something, Mingers, whatever her name is. 
Uh, Kevin McCarthy's in this. So some familiar faces from back in the day. Um, and then Keenan Wynn. Keenan Wynn's in this. We've seen Keenan Wynn, which I absolutely love this character in this, Jack. Uh, Keenan Wynn was in uh, Dr. Strangelove. He was in uh, Orca, which we've done. He was in a couple of episodes of Kolchak, a lot of older you know, westerns. and So, I mean, people that you would know. So, I mean, it's one of those movies that's it's really <coughs> kind of similar story plot that you'll find out. You know, at the beginning of the movie, you got these two people. They go, they're hiking through. They run across this old abandoned water facility. They don't know what it is. They decide to go skinny dip, which is just, he even says, like, this could be a sewage plant. She's like, no, nah, it's good. Whatever. <laughs> so they jump into know. it, you know, and, and, and skinny dip in, in, in this pool and uh, don't know that the piranha are in there. And the piranha eat them alive, you know. Uh, but this plant was actually used previously and closed down by the U.S. government because they were testing genetically on piranha to create a weapon an ecological weapon during the Vietnam War. And, of course, you know, the war was over, so they dropped the um, the project. They thought they killed and poisoned all the piranha, but obviously not. Some of them have survived. And you got Dr. Hoke, who is played by Kevin McCarthy in this, overseeing. He kind of stayed behind to make sure they don't get out or, you know, whatever. And, uh, of course, then, you know, you've got um, our main characters, Paul and Maggie. Maggie's a journalist, and she comes to find these missing people, or, or she works for a company that, that's what they do is they look for missing people. And I don't know why I said journalist, because she seems like one. Uh, so she comes and she meets Paul, you know, who is our main character in this movie. Um, and they go looking for him. Of course, they find the facility and they drain the pool. McCarthy comes out, oh, freaking out. What are you doing? You know, they released the piranha into the local, you know, the local river system. And, uh, of course, they've got to now try and stop them as the piranha go through and start attacking and killing people over and over again. To stop them from going to this summer camp and then big summer blockbuster deal on the lake where you got tons of kids and people swimming, which of course we know what happens. You know, the government comes to try and stop them. They don't listen to our main characters. Piranhas get out of the way to, you know, from the, they're planning on poisoning them. They go another route, go right to these kids in the summer blockbuster in this camp and just start tearing through eating everybody. And uh, Paul ends up remembering, you know, he, he worked for a, this company that uh, made this poison, and he has a way to poison the piranha to kill them. And so the vinyl scene, they, they go to this thing. He dives underneath wa- the water because it's all been, you know, drowned at this point, and he releases the thing, kind of beast mode because he's doing this while he's being attacked by the piranha yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, you know, opens the valves, and the poison starts coming out, and, you know, Maggie's in the boat, and he's tied to a rope, and she has to count to 100, and when she hits 100, she, like, shoots off. <laughs> I don't understand how his back didn't break. Yeah. And he didn't fold and happen out the window of that building. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, whatever. It worked, you know. And so you assume that he killed all the piranha. But, of course, it leads open to, you know, they're trying to stop the piranha from getting to the ocean because they were heading that way. And then you see the ocean at the end. And you hear the piranha noise at the end. And then, a la, we actually get a sequel down the road. So, I mean, that's the plot of the movie. Um, but this movie, uh, I haven't gone first in a min- minute, so I think I'll go first this time. Uh, man, this one's fun. Like Steven Spielberg himself actually complimented this film. Um, Universal was uh, at one point was trying to um, ban it for, or, or sue them for releasing it because they were like had just released Jaws two, but they couldn't because Steven Spielberg had publicly complimented how much he liked this film. You know, I mean, it's like this is pretty. It holds like a seventy two percent rating Rotten Tomatoes uh, for a lower budget film. Of course, it's Roger Corman. You, it does have a flair and a style to it. And they handled it really well. Like the piranha, you don't ever really get a true, solid, good look at them. Like they're, they, they filmed them where they're moving so f- frenetically and, and, and attacking so fast and quick. And the way the camera's angles are, you can tell they're piranha. You can see the teeth. You can see everything. But it's so fast that like you don't get a moment to see, hey, this was made under $600,000 budget. 
which so uh, the way that that Joe Dante shot had this you know shot this film I think helped that a lot when it comes to them. But there was cool moments in the movie where you saw the intelligence of the piranha. You know, like when they're on, you know, coming down the river on the raft, and the piranhas start attacking the raft. They're chewing through the ropes because they're like, "Hey, the prey's on the raft." So that was pretty cool. You had those, you know, the, the piranha were really cool throughout the movie. Like I really liked the piranha, the way they were handled. I love the noise they make when they, they're swarming. Um, so it was it was handled very very well. A lot of the shots were like above the water where you'd see all the craziness, but then tons of blood and the person screaming or whatever. That, so he he handled it very very well to make it bigger than it was. Um, so I think that was a lot of pluses, a lot, of, a lot to be said for Joe Dante. You know, I mean, he knew the budget he was working on, he knew what he was working with, and he knew how to do the best he could with it, and it really shined through. Like it's been a minute since I've watched this. Um, I actually watched the sequel, Piranha Two, which we'll, we will I, we will discuss in a moment, um, <laughs> not too long ago. But it's been a while since I watched this original one, and going back and watching this because you have this one, it had a sequel, you had a remake of the '90s that Roger Corman again did for a Showtime movie. And then you had another remake that Avi Arad, or not Avi Arad, Avi, what's his name? The guy did House on Hill, uh, uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake. Uh, he remade this with Bing Rames, and, and then they got a sequel because you had Prana 3D, is what I'm talking about, and then Prana yeah. 3 D. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And they just yeah. went absurd with those, you know? But, um, and were very campy and very fun, and had a great cast. Christopher Lloyd's in the newer one. Uh, um, oh my gosh, I just totally forgot his name. Richard Dreyfus, you know, he was in the new one, so throwbacks to Jaws because we wouldn't have Piranha if it wasn't for Jaws. Anyways, yeah. uh, but for the, go back to this original one, man. They handled it extremely well. The cast is great. Um, I was kind of a little bummed that, like, Dick Miller's only in it for, like, two minutes, like two or three scenes. <laughs> he plays the guy at this lake resort like the mayor at in Jaws. I mean, that's yes. essentially who yeah. he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's like, Yeah, he's yeah. the mayor in Jaws. Yeah, yeah, man. like, don't, don't worry about the Piranha. It's fine. Just go yeah. swimming, you know? Yeah. But what really sticks out, and I've said this before in other movies, like talking about like mimic and stuff. If you're willing to kill a child on film, yeah, your exactly. movie's going to stick up above the rest. And there are quite a few children, spoiler alert, who get mauled um, by these piranha in this film. And then one of the shots there at the end, what I like is after everything's said and done, after the attack on the on the beachgoers and stuff there at the lake. And everyone's like laying out bloodied and they're like calling medic and you got all the police and stuff like this. And you got the reporter like that's a, the the finale of the, the result of the chaos was amazing. That was so much better than any result of the chaos in Jaws because you see everybody yeah. running out of the water when the boy gets attacked. But this was just a whole nother level. And then Dick Miller being awesome Dick Miller, I love for some reason stuck out when he walks up to that cameraman and he starts grabbing shapes like, what are you filming? You know, yeah. like. Yes, this is all. This is a you know. It, I don't know. It was just very gripping. That scene was. Yeah. So I love this movie, man. Like I thought it was fantastic. Joe Dante did a great job. They handled the special effects. They, I mean, they weren't bad. Uh, the special effects were actually really good. Actually, Jack uh, Keenan Wynn, uh, who's one of my favorite actors, and he's in this. He gets killed and he gets his, his legs eaten off on a dock, and he has yeah. to, you know he ends yeah. up dying, bleeding to death, crawling himself back. Like the special effects were insanely good. I mean, when you see his, I mean, they just look disgusting. You know, I'm like yeah. they did very well with the special effects. Um, People out in the lake that was getting getting aided that you know when they were coming into the resort. Yeah, man, looked pretty gruesome. Oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. even like when Paul's getting eaten <clears throat> underwater at that facility. Oh yeah. And they're taking oh, chunks yeah. out of his face. I'm like, yeah. dude, it's it's they they did a really really good job. So I loved it. About an hour and a half runtime, man. There's no real slowdown period. The only weird, the only thing I have complaints on this movie would be the soundtrack is just really odd at times. Like the the intro music, I kind of felt like I was going into 
like you see the scene and they get attacked and they get eaten at the facility, you know, the, 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 the two people at the beginning. And then it goes to the credit opening credits and it goes into a musical score that I felt like I was fixing to watch like a 1960s, early seventies. Yeah. Hallmark drama movie. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. very, very, oh, yeah. very weird. Very agree, weird. Yes. So like and and then it happens a few times throughout the movie where I'm like, this soundtrack choice is really odd. You know, I'm like, is this because it was a theatrical film, but it had like a made for TV soundtrack, but for like yeah. a cheap drama. You know, yeah. I'm like, it was it was odd. So I love I actually I, I love this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. Um I, I love, especially when it comes to anything Corman does, I'm probably you're gonna love. Um, especially knowing, you know, how he does it and, and how he kickstarts so many people's careers. I mean, he kickstarted Joe Dante's career with this. Um, and I'm a big fan. I'm a, you're gonna be hard pressed to find a Corman film. I'm not a fan of monster yeah. movie or not. So, um, who's up next, man, which one you guys want to go for this one? Ruben, you want me to go? I'll go Grandmaster. Yeah. Uh, this has been a favorite B movie classic for me. You know, this is. Way back to when it was released, you know, um, and you're right. It, it, this is a knockoff when, when Jaws came out, every studio said, "Uh Oh, we got to release something too, you know, and they did Orca and they did, uh, uh, Grizzly. You mentioned Grizzly and, and, and Keenan Alligator. Wynn. There was Again, just a whole, but there was an Orca guy yeah, plays Jack yeah, and this was yeah. an Orca. Yeah. Or there was just so many of them that came out, but this one. Uh, it's most memorable for me because I, I remember watching this as a kid and uh, I, I don't know how it was when you all were kids, but most, you know, most theater employees didn't care about the rated, the rating. You know, we paid for a movie ticket. They didn't care if I was 12 or 17. So I saw this at the theater. So, you know, it was oh, just kind of nice. like, I think I've, I, I think I've TV. mentioned it before. Yeah. yeah you saw it on TV. I saw it at the theater in 78. They they just they were just letting us in, you know. I, I can't remember a time they didn't let us into it. We wanted to see a movie. We didn't even look at the rating. Um, of course, it was filmed in Texas, and Aquamarina Springs, just so you know, is a real location, and that swimming pig is real too. <laughs> <laughs> they had a swimming pig at Aquamarina Springs, so that was not just a, a prop. He actually lived there <laughs> on on set. It was filmed in San Mark and San Marcos, uh, Austin. You know the Austin area. That that's where Ocarina uh, Springs is there, and along the Guadalupe River. Um, so, to me, as a kid, having gone there, because it was Ocarina um, Springs was you know it was a I don't want to call it an amusement park, but it was you know it had glass bottom boats. There was animals, and yeah, there was all kinds of stuff going on. There's caves nearby that, you know, you could get a tour of the caves. And I remember going as a kid. So when this movie came out and we found out it was filmed there, well, I had to, you know, I had to see it. So I, I there's nothing I don't like about this movie. It's great. I, I it, And you're right. It's a theater released movie that has a uh, made for TV vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. I, it's I think the soundtrack made for really TV makes vibe. that happen. Yeah. You know, um, and, and it does have that vibe. But uh, I, I remember sitting there and watching it, and, and, and it's pretty bloody, and it's, I thought the effects were great. I mean, considering the budget now, knowing now what I, what I didn't know back then, back then I didn't care budgets or anything. I just knew I just knew I was a kid, and there was piranha, and there was a lot of blood and people getting attacked. 
And I will go back to uh, <coughs> Sludge's point that you know this movie's serious when they're willing to have a kid killed. And yeah. they, not only killed, but you see them. I mean, there's that one scene at the summer camp where the summer camp counselor who ignored the warnings, and he's the other, he was the mayor of the summer camp, and then there was a mayor, Rockery yeah, Springs. Yeah. You know, he, he, oh, you're drunk, and he hangs up. And then there's a scene where he's, He's over a kid and, and and the kid is still exposed and she's all, I think it was a girl. She was all just chewed up and then he, he covers her up, but the white sheet is just drenched in blood and he's sitting there crying because he didn't listen. And of course, you know, he gives him a glance, like I told you not to put the kids in the water, you know? So, um, there's nothing. I mean, I enjoyed this movie from beginning to end. It's got a good pace. I thought for a knockoff, it had a pretty good story, you know? Um, uh, you know, this was like, how do you fight a pack of piranha? You don't a grizzly, all that. Well, you can get, maybe shoot it, you know, orca that, you know, it's kind of like jaws, but this, there's no way that you're, you're, you're going up against a school of piranha that are going to feed on you, you know, go on a feeding frenzy. There's no way you, you can't defend yourself from that. You're, you know, if they get a hold of you, you're going, you're gone. That, that's oh, all yeah. there is oh, to yeah. it. Uh, you know, pretty much. I mean, somehow some people managed to survive, which I thought was kind of funny, but the little kids didn't or whatever, but, but all in all, I enjoyed this movie. I, I didn't, I did not find a flaw in it. you not even, I didn't even notice the soundtrack because I'm so, you know, I'm so into the story. Uh, and I know it's a B movie and it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. You know, they want high dollar CGI effects and, but what, it, what, let me just put it to you this way. You got 78s and then you have the two reboots. I'll still take the 78. I'm with my, you there. hundred percent. Not that I dislike. Yeah. The reboots, I'll still take but that. The 78 one, this one. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and I'm not saying the reboots are bad or good or any, I'm just saying, if you put the three up against each other, I'll still take the, as B movie as it is, I'll still take the 78 over the two reboots. Now, if you want to talk about the sequels, so we can we can talk a little bit about that. But still, I, I, to me, this one's on. As far as the Piranha list, this one's on top, and then everybody else comes on. All the other re reboots and remakes and 3Ds and all that other good stuff come after. So much so, I will say this: I told RJ, I said, "Yeah, we're gonna do Piranha." He goes, "Oh, Piranha 3D." He, even he knew about Piranha 3D, and I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> we're gonna do the original one." You know. Uh, Piranha 3D is, is, I guess it's got a cult status too. It know, does. Yeah, Marcus, it definitely yeah, does. It does. For, for many other reasons though. Yeah, that's one he, I have he, not seen. He said, seen he, he said he saw it at the movies that he, um, you know, one of those group date things back in junior high and it, and it's right around that time. So I, I guess he goes, yeah, I saw that movie. I said, you did? He goes, yeah. He goes, it was around, you know, when we went on those group dates in junior high, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's I, I don't even definitely remember. Definitely not one I would recommend taking the kiddos to see. No, that's for, no. that's for sure for for the, for yeah. the remake. So, um, not oh, unless they yeah. I don't like. I don't. I don't know which one he's. I th the 3D one? I've never seen the 3D one. Yeah, so the 3D yeah. one um, is, man, it's, 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 it is great. It's hysterical. Ving Rains is fantastic in it. Richard Drive is Christopher Lloyd. They're all, they're all great. The piranha special effects are super good. But so, like, what happens is the piranha come to a lake, kind of like this one, but they're prehistoric. You know, they're released from a cavern. Oh. Um, and But they come to, like, a, an MTV spring break mixed with, like, a oh. Girls Gone Wild scenario. So you got Jerry O'Connell in it. Who is kind of uh -huh. like the girls gone wild guy, right? So there's there is a ton of nudity in this movie, 
um, a ton. He didn't mention that to me. I'm going to have to call him up and get out of that. Well, uh, the, the biggest thing is, is like Jerry O'Connell, as you're watching it, is, is a major tool through the whole movie. And then he finally gets just dismembered by the piranha, which is fantastic, you know, because the whole time you're like, yeah. yes. But then what you don't expect is, is to see a specific body part of Jerry's in 3D oh, come no, floating no, no, across no, the screen. No, so no, I was no, like, no, no, no. So. Maybe, I'm pretty, maybe I'm pretty glad I didn't see 3D. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, so you uh, know what? 78 still is on top 10. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, 78 comes above this one. So, yeah, no, no, so spoiler warning for the top. kiddos. Yeah. Don't let them watch Piranha 3, yeah. you know, 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so anyways, yeah. And, ahead, and there is your typical 70s nudity in this one, but it's not, I wouldn't call it over the top. No, it's it's pretty was, brief, pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, it's and, pretty yeah. brief and pretty quick, and it's a typical nudity for that era. It's kind of like to bring, you know, I think they use that as a tool to bring in just a little bit more sale. I mean, more ticket sales or whatever. But it's not. I wouldn't call it at all over the top or or um like I said. In other words, they don't just stick it in there for no reason. There's right. always a reason for it. Right, yeah, yeah. Way, I mean, and know, collectively, for it. if you put it all together, it might take up two seconds of film yeah. time. Like, it's Yeah, you're, quick, it's very quick. brief. Yeah, it's very brief, and, and it's not uh, anything that I would call uh, although, know, gratuitous. Although, I wouldn't call it gratuitous. There's one, the word I was looking for, One of the for, scenes gratuitous. involving it, though, because uh, I mean, we do try to let you guys know if there's any nudity or stuff like that in these movies, yeah. um, uh, is... When when Paul and Maggie are in in this tent, military tent because they're being kept there by the military, and one of the scenes is, is they're trying to distract the guard outside, yeah. and she goes to to and she it ultimately is flashing them. But that is one of the funniest freaking scenes in the movie because it's so out of nowhere, and I lost it watching it. And he's like, you know, Paul's like, okay, you know, we're gonna when we, he's gonna use a sleeping bag to like cover him up and and so they can take off or whatever. You're gonna distract him, Maggie. And he's she's like, well, okay. But, then she goes, but what if he's gay? And he's like, then yeah. I'll distract him. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere, I was losing it. I was like, and uh, then she asked the guard straight up. Oh she yeah, did. That, <laughs> she just asked the guard. And the guard's like, what? And then she goes, oh whatever. And there's your two seconds right yeah, where yeah, 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 right there distracts him. You know, she lifts up her shirt. And this is one and, of the most. And he makes a face, the and then the sleeping bag goes over his face, and then he's out cold. You know, so but yeah, I thought that was funny too. That was a pretty and there and there's some humor peppered throughout. You know, yeah, um, yeah. And, and and you could tell that there's that, that it was inspired by Jaws, like you know, two kids going swimming, you know, right, yeah, right, like the beach, but it's you know, and it even reminds you know they're backpacking. I'm like, oh, just like where was in London, you know, they're, they're just backpacking through the woods for no reason whatsoever in the middle of the night like, with no flashlight. But all in all, I enjoyed this film. I recommended it. Because it's one of my it's one of my favorite B movies, and and one of my favorite. Rod, I mean, you're like Sludge. I like Roger. If it's Roger, it says Roger Corman on it. I'm giving it a shot at least once, you know. And this is one of my favorite Roger Corman films, and that's saying a lot because he's got a his filmography is extensive. Oh, and very this is one extensive. Of my favorite. Yeah. So uh, all in all, I, I I love this movie, and that's why I recommended it. And and I will say. At the stomp rating, that it's going to reflect that it was filmed in Texas because that's automatically, you know, <laughs> that's, right right there. that's a stomp yeah. right there. Oh, it's all by Texas. itself, yeah. Right yeah. There, yeah. So, right. so I'm going to hand it over to Mark. All, all right. right. Well, Lorax, what you got? Well, I, I'm I'm with both of you guys, man. Great movie. I liked watching it. I enjoyed it. You know, and I I think that especially um, 
how Jaws came out and everybody was afraid to get in the ocean because of Jaws. And I think this is what they were doing except for in freshwater. Right. You yeah. know, let's scare you to death. Don't get in freshwater. And I would imagine at the time, you know, tourist places were going, no, no, don't play that around <laughs> here. Don't play that around here. But I think, um, yeah, the special effects, I think, I thought were great. You know, trying to film or come up with a school of fish or a school of piranhas swimming is pretty difficult. I thought they did a great job on it. And yep. and when and when they attacked, it, it looked, I mean, it looked like they were, you know, yeah. Attacking. They, they were ripping realistic. some flesh. Oh, yeah. And uh, and so I think that part, I mean, they did a gr- great job at it. Now, with me, I'm kind of like an animal freak and that kind of stuff. And I'm, you know, immediately I'm thinking those prana don't work like that all the time. Right. You know, yeah. Like yeah. I watched River Monsters. I don't even remember River Monsters. Yeah. Uh, and he gets in the water with them and fishes, you know, and none of them attack him. But. Hey, these are mutated, Mark. Don't exactly. That, that's exactly <laughs> what came through my mind when I was watching. I was like, these things, these things are mutated, and, and they can do fresh water. They can do salt, salt water. water and, yep. you know, so they've done all this yeah. stuff. And so it just, uh, just makes it that I, I don't mean to interrupt, Mark, but uh, you brought up something. Because I read a story. It was in the San Antonio Express. And that they actually had a problem in Acarina Springs. That people didn't want to go into water because they heard that they filmed piranha there. And they thought they actually released piranha in the water. <laughs> and they were still there, Wait. so that they had to say, "No, no, no, no. We, you know, we didn't. You know, there was ro- they were, you know, robotic, and there's no piranha in the water." They actually had to put out a little publicity well, campaign to think. make sure that people knew that. So go yeah. on. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you, when you said that, I'm like, oh, I remember that. That could possibly put you out of business. You know, oh, I don't yeah, know when, when Jaws came out. How the tourism was, as far as at the beaches, like in Florida and whatever, uh, how they were. Did, did people stay away from the... Oh, I'm sure. Know, they and, saw and them. It, it was... Because, it, I could say down here in Texas, it was a conversation. Oh, yeah. And I, and I would, I would kid, imagine, you know, with, mm-hmm. with Prana is going to be the same way. But a lot of great actors and actresses in there. Uh, uh, I liked uh, I liked the storyline. I liked the way it went. I mean, it was... And, and like you said, Ruben, the typical late 70s, you know couple goes off by themselves, you know yeah. swimming in a pool in the middle of nowhere you know uh, that kind of stuff but uh overall man i'd watch it again and again uh yeah. just just a very very good movie enjoyed it and uh no complaints here thumbs up yeah i'm, I'm with you guys i mean this one i could do a repeat i've seen it before like I said, it's been a while but i was like watching it again I'm like man yeah i could watch this again definitely definitely i loved it way better than the sequel uh, you know, before we move to the stomp down rating, I will let y'all know if those are not aware. He does try to. He he's a little more open about it now, but used to he try to keep it under the belt. But Spirana, Piranha Two: The Spawning, the sequel to this, was actually James Cameron's first directorial debut, oh. and ah. it is a big whopping pile of garbage uh, for being one of the worst <laughs> movies ever made. And he knows it. Like some people, like there's been lists where it's on the top of worst films of all time. Yeah. You know, and like it's pretty pretty bad. Nowhere near as good as this one. But uh, this one's fantastic. Definitely worth watching. So let's find out what we thought about with the rating. It's Stomp Down Rating time. All right, and so collectively, this movie got a solid three and a half from us. So I know I gave it a three and a half. Mark gave it a three and a half. But because this is a Texas-made film, the Grandmaster from Texas, of course, gave it a little <laughs> extra bump, and it got a four from <laughs> yes, him. Right. Yes. Um, but yeah. super solid, man. I mean, three and a half all the way around. 
it's good, man. With those for those nature runemic films. Me personally, you know, I would still put Alligator to- above. You know what I mean? But if you had like a top five list of nature run and muck films, I I think it would be it, this is number one or two. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be up there from that that genre. I think it's just that good of a that good of a movie and worth a watch. Uh, would, you, would you guys agree with that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, well, I, I have a question for you, and if I put you on the spot, don't worry. What's your favorite Roger Corman film? My favorite Roger Corman film, man. That's yeah. I mean. I'm going to have to go, even though there are definitely better Corman films. But just yeah, n- this is favorite. This has nothing to do. I mean, it could be the worst Corman film ever. Just which one's well, your favorite? Well, it's definitely not like, the worst like Corman film. I was that. But, so, uh, yeah, but favorite, yeah. favorite, I mean, it's just nostalgic-wise, uh, and we've talked about it before, man. It's going to have to. It, it is, it's a tie, but it's going to have to go to Carnosaur or Carnosaur 2. <laughs> I knew I like, that was coming. Yeah, and, and I, I like Carnosaur <laughs> 2. <laughs> like, and, 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 and that could be. That could be. Yeah, I mean, Carnosaur uh, 2, I, I, yeah, I would. I would pick Carnosaur 2 <laughs> only because the cast was so much better. Yeah. And you have so much more memorable characters. So Carnosaur 2, uh, I mean, you've got greats, man. I mean, I mean, Death, Death Race 2000 definitely is a better film. Yeah, you know what I mean? You've got, yeah. there's so many movies of his that are honestly better. You got the old Edgar Allan Poe movies that are better. You know, the Raven, uh, yeah. the pit and the pendulum with Vincent price, but favorite, I mean, just nostalgically. And yeah. I love freaking dinosaurs and I hate Jurassic park because it should have been more like carnosaur and bloody, but so it would have to be, it would, <laughs> 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 I got something on my throat. Oh, my <laughs> Killing Ruben over here. Uh, <laughs> carnosaur two, hands down carnosaur two. I could watch that movie every single day. Like I love that movie. And, and it, that's what your favorite. And mine is I had between death. I like death race, but piranha is my, my, my nostalgia favorite. I mean, so, Piranha would be like if I had a top five Roger Corman films, Piranha would, yeah. without yeah. doubt, be in the top five. It'd be a little yeah. hard to sort it. I mean, because like you, you got to throw Death Race in there, man, or like Forbidden World um, was fan freaking tastic. Um, that was actually uh, Forbidden World was um, Robert England's debut um, movie. Really? Yeah. Before uh, Freddy Krueger came along, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, there's some good, man. There's some good ones. There's some dang good. Roger Corman yeah. film, so but Piranha, yeah, there is, there, there is, yeah. So but, about you, Mark, you can't think of anyone. No, well, I was saying yeah, I like Carnosaur. I mean, oh, I really that's did. right, you yeah. did say. Yeah. It. And, okay, uh, now yeah. here's the next question: Nature Run Amok film, which one? Oh man, oh. so Nature Run Amok film. Now, are we talking like are we talking like the actual? To be genre fair, we'll take uh, out, you, we'll take out like Godzilla. We'll take you know because Godzilla. Well, could, yeah, like I wouldn't consider that yeah. Nature Run. I'm taking out that. about like from that era. When you're talking Nature Run Amok, you're talking about like that. You know. An animal, so a shark, a gator, a fish, a snake, yeah. you know, that type yeah. of stuff. Nature run amok. Um, so are we just the whole gamut since Jaws, you know, from 75 yeah. to today? Well, right. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, why not? Me? Oh, man, that's that's tough because there are some really, really good ones. I'm honestly, oh, I, well, I, I, I'm, I, I mean, it, it, it's it's tough. Because I don't know which one I would pick, honestly. I'm, well, I know which one I lean to. N- nostalgia. Nostalgia is always going to win. Yeah. I would. Oh man, gosh, man! I don't know that one scene in Slugs. Um, it would go. I would have to go Alligator. I mean, like Slugs yeah. would probably be like a media pick for just nasty freaking nature run amok. I love how what, gross the movie is. Do we count Jaws as? Yeah. as one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it has to be in my, in my opinion. Jaws yeah. to be in the best. I mean, it literally terrified. Uh, millions of people. Oh, well, uh, I mean, okay. Well, I thought uh, you were, we were talking like yeah. made from Jaws. If we if oh. we are including Jaws I mean, in it, then yes, yeah. Jaws absolutely. Jaws, uh, but if just we're not, changed, so, to me, Jaws just changed everything. 
Oh, it uh, did. It and, did. Well, and, it was the you and, know. And so just and being an alligator. Then we can call that the second. You know, because right. I was going to say Jaws too, because it, it changed everything. But it's nostalgia for me. Like I remember waiting in line for that one. For Jaws too. I think too, we yeah. talked about it in a in man a long time ago. About we were talking about what what makes a blockbuster. Yeah, you yeah. know, and uh, all that for a summer blockbuster and. Almost everyone agrees that Jaws. We, I think that's what we were disagreeing about on that show. Is what was the very first blockbuster? And I right, said it was yeah. Jaws. Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah, uh, you know, so. most uh, historically, historically, you know, Jaws is credited as the first summer yeah. blockbuster. Yeah. The argument that I had presented back in that episode yeah. when we did that was was yeah. Beast. So, you, so you got yeah, you got Jaws, yeah, and then you got Piranha for me. You, you know, yeah. you got Jaws, and then you got Alligator. You know, if you don't, yeah, if you want to yeah. take exclude Jaws, and, and and you know, to me, it's Piranha. At the time, I mean, there was a lot of films, man. I just so terrible yeah. films. Uh, like so there is a bunch. You know, so so Ruben, and yours uh, would be Piranha. Mine would be yeah. Alligator, and mine would be Jaws. No, no, we're not including Jaws. We're not oh, including Jaws. The, the oh. second favorite, second, second, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jaws, is after Jaws. Jaws is man, the run oh, amok. Yeah, you know, Godzilla I, run amok. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Jurassic Park. Say, say Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic Park. Say Jurassic Park. Park. No, yeah, that is say just... Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, golly, no. I mean, that, I guess that technically, yes, that technically would be Nature Run Amok. But you got a lot of good ones, man, especially in the 70s and 80s. I mean, that's when you had Piranha, Alligator, Grizzly. Yeah. Um, you I liked had, Grizzly. I, was really, Grizzly really was good. really, yeah, really good. Really good. Um, I guess you could, could what well, Prophecy would be one. You guys liked Prophecy. Yeah, Prophecy's yeah. another one yeah. then. That would be the same yeah. time. Um, I mean, you've got a lot from them, but man, then you had a, like a '90s boom of nature run yeah. amok films. You had Anaconda come out, Python. Oh, yeah. You had Crocodile. Actually, Crocodile is a good one, man. Crocodile That's was Toby Hooper, too, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. You know, he did yeah. Crocodile. That was oh man, eaten alive in the '70s, which wasn't really nature run amok, but I mean, you had giant crocodiles who were eating yeah. people at that hotel. But I mean, like I said, you had Anaconda. You had bats. Yeah. Dude, bats with dude, Donald Phillips, like arachnophobia, arachnophobia. Oh man, I forgot all about bats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. You just, bats j- is you great. just jarred yeah. my memory on that one. Yeah, that one was really. Yeah, there's, I remember there's a that. few out there. Yeah, really yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's a lot and, and a lot of really, really solid good ones out there. Yeah. Uh, there was a one called Nightwing too. Oh, I don't oh dude. That. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. I have to change, man. I have to change. I nope. I I I reel it back in, man. I can't. I can't. Nightwing goes above alligator. Yeah. Like without question, like that was fan. We started talking, and they all and my memory, and I'm like, man, Nightwing. I remember Nightwing. That was a big man. That was that's a good one. I've got that. Well, then what what do you you have down here? I may have it. No, I don't have it down here. I was going to say, do you include Uh, uh, werewolf movies in the? Well, no, that's a monster. So I mean, you know, a natural animal. Okay, Um, we we had nature and muck. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, dude, Nightwing. I got that on VHS. I love. You do werewolves. I'm going creature with a black lagoon. Then for for werewolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? He said that. He goes, well, would the werewolves count? It's like, wait, what is creature? I got so lost on that one. I was like, how do we go from creature black lagoon to freaking werewolves? Mark said, what is that? The look on Sludge's face was like, what just happened here? (laughs) (laughs) I missed something because we went way, I don't know what what, what Oh, he doesn't hear that, but he hears. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's not supposed to hear. Anyways, I don't know what. I got lost on that one. But uh, yeah, so Piranha Man, solid three and a half. We highly recommend this film, especially from the Nature Run Amuck movies. Uh, it's, if it's not the best, as Ruben says, it's one of the best, like me and Mark say. Like, it's worth it, man. It's super, super good. Oh, yeah. So if you've never seen it, go check it out. Um, you will not be disappointed. Yeah. And man, um, I think it's about time for everyone's favorite segment of the show. Uh, can't wait to find out about the Lorax's viewing of Gargantua. 
It's time to test your might. 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 Okay, and I'm super stoked to find out about this because Mark lost last time, and uh, I did. I did. Lorax had to watch a 1990 War of the. Gar- he watched War. Oh, you uh, didn't watch War of the Gargantua? That's, no, that's all he said he was going to watch. Just, just Gargantua. Just go, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just, the just Gargantua. 1998 Gargantua with Alex, Bald- Alex Baldwin. Um, yeah, what would you think of that one? Well, um, I, I get, you know, I watched it. I, I watched and I enjoyed some of it and oh. other parts of it. I thought it was ridiculous. Okay. Uh, and, and the, in the copy that you gave me was <laughs> very good okay. at all. Very good. I think the first okay. 15, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, uh, of the movie, uh, it, it was barely focused. It focused in and out, in and out. And I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm going to have to watch all this this way, but it is straightened out and it, and it was fine. Sludge uh, did it with his video camera. Exactly. So this movie, and I, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm going to assume here, that most of you all have never even heard of this film. So this came out nope. during the, the Godzilla 98 boom, okay? Yeah. And holy crap, are you kidding me? Well, I went to look. I'm like, I don't even, I've, I've never been able to find this movie. I remember watching it on TV. Never been able to find it on like an actual copy yeah. to buy. I don't know that it ever came out on DVD. Had to have been VHS only. And uh, mm-hmm. so I that managed to find the only, and I've said Alex Baldwin's Adam Baldwin was the thing. Managed to find the only copy I could find. I found off of YouTube, and it was like <laughs> super low quality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like very, a, a, very low quality. Yeah, like a rip of a rip of a rip of a VHS screener or something. <laughs> like it was so bad. But I just went. I was like, well, what can we find on eBay? The first one that pops up on eBay. See it now. This is still sealed. One hundred twenty freaking dollars. That is wow. ridiculous. Well, yeah. But let's see. Let's let's actually see Ooh. what it sells for. Man. If they've sold any of those <laughs> for. <laughs> oh wait. Here's here's one. Eight dollars and sixty six cents. Okay. That's a, lot, that, that's, that's a lot better. That's more better. That that yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eight dollars and sixty cents. Like because it's hard to find. And yeah, I will. Mark did suffer through some quality issues. Uh, uh, so it, it it was very very rough. You know, and, and and as far as the you know the typical plot of the movie back, you know when when your favorite movie in ninety eight, <laughs> not out, my favorite movie at all. Uh, you know, disappointing <laughs> life. You, you got you to have the, you know the typical uh, find the baby, and then the mom comes, and then you know then the dad comes, and then you know the whole family. Uh, is, well, it was is, like is they're like let's and, redo Gorgo but oh, throw in another. Yeah, it was just it was absolutely. It sounds like crazy. Kong lives. Yeah. That sounds like Kong lives. Oh, yeah. No, it's Kinda. not. Not as nowhere <laughs> yeah, near as good yeah. as King Kong. Well, you know, <laughs> and, and the thing you got me is like, you know, when when the movie starts out, you know, is, is uh, Adam Baldwin's the marine biologist, and he brings his son, you know, and and so um, Adam, uh, his character, you know, is is doing his job and stuff, and his son just runs off, you know, and he's gone for like I don't know twenty four 
hours, yeah, and yeah. they're not even looking for him. They're like, no. okay, yeah, well, he's around here somewhere. He's on an island, so we, you know, who can, you know, whatever. And yeah, and it was just like uh, I'm like, no, this would never happen. This would <laughs> no, never, no. never happen. Or if you go back to Peter Bensley's the creature, you know, and like, you know, they're yeah, on the yeah, island, and his kid runs off, and like within 30 minutes, like, where's he at? You know, what's going on? No, not in Gargantua. They're like, whatever, the kid's fine. <laughs> well, he asks, hey, have you seen Brandon? Everybody's like, no. He okay. Let me get back to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like, what, what's happening here? <laughs> Overall, it's oh, a bad man. movie. It's a bad movie. Dude. I would give it about a two. And in, in I don't know that uh, I would even give it that much. Uh, I remember watching it and going, okay, you got the beach scene with the military, you know, fights oh, yeah. the dad at the beach, and uh, the dad, you know, Gargantua was a giant salamander, by the way, oh, which is yes. what happens yes. uh, in this movie. And I'm watching it, going, holy crap, okay. The the scene in Godzilla versus King Ghidorah where the Godzilla Saurus fights the military is not the best, well done acted or special effects scene in Godzilla history. Unfortunately, that was far superior to what happened in Gargantua. Not only that, the entire reptilian movie, the Yongari remake, was superior to Gargantua. <laughs> like, and that is saying something right there. So, and then to then to top it off, my last. 20 minutes of the movie <laughs> is spent just like a typical Japanese movie. You see the lips move, but it's dead silent. Wait about five seconds, and here comes the audio. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? I have to watch this the rest of the way out. So, Not bad. Hey, thumbs so. down all the way around. <laughs> all right. Well, there there we go for for Gargantua. I'm glad you got to enjoy that experience since oh, yeah, I had to go thanks. through Son of Kong twice. That's all right. Um, we know what you're but, watching. Uh, if you, if, if no, you don't God, no, please. Thing. Not again. Not again. So. <laughs> All right, so it's time for the trivia this time around. And again, uh, we have got trivia from one Kurt Harper. Kurt, thank you. You yes, put Kurt. up with the uh, brown beating from these two last yep. episode, yep. so <laughs> you stuck with us. I do not and, recall. Uh, Ruben, did you any of that? Ruben, did you hear from Kurt? Did you hear from no. Kurt? Anything from Kurt? I, I didn't either. I didn't hear. He's still not talking either. to us, but not he seems to keep talking to you. <laughs> don't he? No, no, it's not like he's yeah. messaging me every day. Uh, well, yeah. I reached uh, out to him. Hey, man, I need help again. Hey, dude. Yeah, I got you. Hey, we need help again. You're the man, Kurt. You are the man. So he has sent us a fresh round of trivia today. He has sent so you. He <laughs> sent it over to me, and I have not seen it. So here we go. We're going to go through and get this started. All right. Are you guys, where is it? Are you guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. He said, Trivia, the sweet science. Number one, this <laughs> movie is science. written by the famed director, writer, director, actor, John Sayles. What other animal attack movie did he write? So John Sayles. A, Jaws okay. 2. B, Alligator. Or C, S. You know what that is, right? The snake film. Yeah, that's you. No, that's you. So, gosh. Okay. <laughs> no, there is a no prize bonus to this one. Okay. What werewolf oh. movie did John Sales write? Also, but that's just a no prize bonus. But so, which movie did John Sales write? A. Jaws two. B. Alligator or C. S- I have no <laughs> idea. Let's just write another one. All right, number two. A scientist makes a Ymir, 20 million miles to Earth, a Ymir-like creature in a homage to Ray Harryhausen. The actor playing the doctor was in what famous sci-fi flick? You gave us that. So one. he's talking about this movie. Okay. So <laughs> uh, the Ymir- uh, 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 w- w- This is trivia on pr- um, Piranha, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, okay. I just want to get in. So I, I just gave where- you the answer, too, by the yeah. way. 
A scientist <laughs> makes a Ymir-like creature in a homage to Ray Harryhausen. The actor playing the doctor was in what famous sci-fi flick? A, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, B, Earth vs. the Flying Saucers, or C, 20 Million Miles to Earth? No bonus prize. Name the actor. So we're talking about, remember the scene in the movie in Piranha where you got that little creature? Yeah. Which, yeah. why did they, they, they didn't continue on with that. Like, they should have continued on with that little stop motion creature. Uh, you know, I meant to mention that during the, the show. I'm like. I forgot to as well. They could have done a sequel on that guy. <laughs> he's He's gone somewhere. List that again. Okay, so let me do it one more time. Because we're talking, you're getting me off in the left field. <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry. All right. Oh, crap. I went out of the, went out of the questions. My bad, my bad. Let me get over here. Okay, oh, back to the questions. Oh, my gosh. So number two, a scientist in Piranha uh-huh. makes a Ymir-like creature in an homage to Ray Harryhausen. The actor playing the doctor in Piranha was in what Piranha. famous sci-fi flick? A, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. B, Earth versus the Flying Saucers, or C, 20 Million Miles to Earth. As a no-prize bonus, name the actor. A no-prize bonus. Yep. Yes. All right, number three. Roger Corman gave Joe Dante his first shot at directing with Piranha. What did Joe Dante do for Corman before, before that? A, edit movie trailers. B was a gopher. C special effects guru. Again, Roger Corman gave Joe Dante his first shot at directing with Piranha. What did Joe Dante do for Corman before that? A edit movie trailers. B gopher or C special effects guru. No prize bonus. What werewolf movie did Dante Dante direct? <laughs> I have no idea on this. All right. Are we ready for the answers? I've got to find them and pull them up. Do your thing. Boop, doop, doop, doop. All right. And You're switch. quiet over there, Ruben. Uh, what's what's going on? You think you so got this far, thing? I'm sure I'm sure of I'm sure of two out of the three. There's one oh. I had to guess at. <laughs> I guess it all three. Three. Yeah, he, he gave us one during the show. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. See if you all catch it. So, all right. Yeah. Number one, the movie is written by the famed director, writer, actor John Sales. What other movie or animal tax movie did he write? A. Jaws two, B. Alligator, or C. S. The correct answer is B. Alligator. Oh, right. I did not know that. And the no prize bonus question: Oops. What werewolf movie did John Sales write? Did you all know that one? The correct answer is The Howling, which Good I do know that. Good movie. Because that's actually the answer for another one of these questions. All right, number two. A scientist makes a Ymir-like creature. We've repeated this one a couple times. Okay. That the actor playing the doctor was in what other famous sci-fi flick? A, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. B, Earth versus the Flying Saucers. Or C, 20 Million Miles of the Earth. Answer is A, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And do we know the name of that doctor? No, we don't. Yes, we do. I, thought, I gave it to you before the show. Kevin McCarthy. Dr. Hoke. Oh, Dr. yes. Hoke. Yep. Yeah. Dr. Hoke. All right. Dr. Hope. <laughs> Number three, Roger Corman gave Joe Dante his first shot at directing with Piranha. What did Dante do for Corman before that? A, edit movie trailers. B, gopher. That's it. Or C, special effects guru. The answer is A, edit movie trailers. Yeah. And there's a quite hilarious story about that, which I'll share in just a moment. And the no prize bonus, what movie did, what world movie did Dante direct? We should all know that as The Howling. Uh, the Howling. I mean. So, yes. So, Don, Dante actually, how many did you get right? One. How many did you get right? 
I got him. You got all three right? I got all three, three. right. Yeah. I honestly, I, I, I wasn't one. sure I if you get one. Oh, okay. Did you guess Which the Kevin one? McCarthy one? Yeah, I guessed that yeah. one. Okay. I was wondering if that'd be one. I'm like, they ain't going to get this yeah. one. Like, I, I bet they don't get the other movie that he's in. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Dante actually edited trailers uh, for, for Corman. And it was hilariously known that if you go back and watch a lot of the Roger Corman trailers for his movies, you're going to see a helicopter explosion scene in like almost every one. If you go back and see the helicopter explosion scene and pay attention, it's the same one. Like it's the same helicopter blown up in all these trailers because Dante was like, if the trailer got boring, we just grabbed this one scene of a helicopter blown up and <laughs> throw it in all the trailers. So that's, yeah, that's what he did beforehand. So. All, All right. right, I gotta watch again, Mark. Oh, Look at the draw man, I there. Wanted, I really wanted Sludge to watch this. Uh, well, I picked last time, so Ruben, you get to pick what Mark watches, and uh, oh, you know, we're, oh, that's we're right. gonna find out what the yeah. bias is here in just a second. So, Ruben, you go ahead. You pick Mark's movie. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be the same. The same movie I was gonna, I was gonna latch onto you. He's gonna watch Piranha Two. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, well, at least there's no bias. I don't think in that whatsoever. No, there, no. I mean, it was. It, I just okay. really wanted, you know, Sludge to watch. You know, I, I really okay. was hoping. <laughs> so, well, how many? How many? Sludge, did you get all three? Yes, you got all yes, three. I got all three right. You yes, got all you three. Got all okay, three. Got all three right. And no, it had nothing to do with that. The Kurt sent me the questions. All right, just knew these. Okay. Hey, I would say that. Yeah, you know, neither neither me or Mark even said anything. You yeah, know, uh, yeah. Well, you why, know. why would you bring that up? Because you, you all brought it up before. Did you? Uh, we didn't bring. <laughs> no, yeah, we're we're good. Oh, we oh, didn't bring it up. Oh, the insinuation, uh, Ruben. Have you talked to? Have you talked to Kurt? <laughs> talked to Kurt? Uh, he's been talking to <laughs> Sludge. Yeah, that, know, that's, well, that's true. Man, Mark, I mean, you have a deep voice, man. You <laughs> talked to Mark. <laughs> I didn't. The point's been made. Oh, okay, the point's been made. So all right. Yeah, it's okay. Mark, the Lorax is watching Piranha Two: The Spawning. I am sorry, but hey, I will say this much if it encourages you the cool thing about piranha 2 and watching it is is if you are a cameron fan in any way you will get to experience and really see if you pay attention because i mean he's done so many underwater movies i mean we got the abyss you got well screw titanic something underwater no one cares but like the abyss yeah. avatar i mean there's a lot of underwater yeah. stuff and cameron's yeah. a big fan he did yeah. stuff with jock Cousteau and whatnot you can really see where he started when you pay attention to the underwater shots and how he filmed it um, that would bloom into what he managed to to really do with Abyss and and, and like Avatar and stuff. So it is as are, are you trying to make me feel good? <laughs> I'm trying, trying to make, to make you feel better about having yeah, to watch this okay. movie. I'm yeah. sorry, like because if I, I if if I ever win again, you're going Kong, son of Kong. Golly, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Anymore. It is hell for me to watch. <laughs> son of Kong. The only reason the only reason I picked this one is because it went along with the movie we're watching. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go with that. And then when he he started dousing it with uh, with uh, lighter fluid and it said it was about to be lit on fire. I'm like, oh, if he loses, he's going to have to watch it. <laughs> and for those of you off camera, he went between takes. He went to, I didn't think he was listening. He went to the other room for something. And I was telling Mark, he's going to watch Piranha 2 if he loses. <laughs> he and he was freaking, <laughs> he was but listening. What? Apparently he has speakers in the other room and he can hear <laughs> yeah, everything yeah, I was saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go walking over there trying to make sure we had a weird, uh, heard a beep happen during the middle of the earlier recording. I was like, I don't I hope nothing messed up. So during one of the pauses when we edit and stuff and do the video drops, I ran over to the studio. I'm like, oh, I'll make sure everything's still recording. And Ruben's going, talking smack. <laughs> and he's like, this is what he's going to watch. I'm sitting here and I can just hear it the whole time. 
behind. Just, just in the speed. Right, so I'm like, like okay, oh, man, he spoiled okay. the whole thing for me by, by talking down about Piranha 2. Yeah. I'm like, man, I was going to nail So, unfortunately, it. Mark, you now get to uh, uh, yeah. experience I, that I got one. It. So. I got it. It's All okay. right, man. Thank you guys so, so, so much uh, for sticking with us and, and continue to watch the episodes. Hope you guys are continuing to enjoy this. Uh, we've got some cool stuff coming up for you. Um, of course, now the next episode. The first one for July will be the next Gamer film, Gamer versus V Ross, uh, which is where things start to get very, very quirky um, and very stupid. But it'll be interesting. It should be a, a hilarious film, and you'll see why this is one of the several Gamer films that made it to the Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, we're going to pick up another TV um, um, episode next month. And one of the things that we talked about going into this when it comes to the TV stuff was that, you know, because you got a lot, like Twilight Zone. We talked about how, like, there's so many episodes. So we just picked the single episode, and we'll review that episode. But then you got shorter shows, like, you know, Castlevania, you know, from, on Netflix. That Great. It's a fantastic show. Well, so you got, like, eight episodes in a season. Well, so instead of just doing one episode for those shorter shows, we'll review the whole season, you know what I mean, or the whole yeah. show type deal. But if it's one of those big analogy or, or whatever, you know, the big shows like like – X-Files, Twilight Zone, Monsters, we'll pick single episodes. So the next TV one next month will be our first one that's actually an entire season wrapped in one episode. And we're going to break out into the tokusatsu realm. Uh, my son has been begging us to do something like that, and I thought it would be good. Uh, we're going to do Common Rider Black Sun. That is a quasi-remake of the original original Common Rider Black. It's available on Amazon if you all want to watch it. Uh, definitely geared a little more towards adults. Uh, but it is a fun monster show uh, mixed with superheroes, and uh, we're going to be doing that next month. So we'll be talking about the whole season. Uh, there's 10 episodes all in one episode. So next month, Gamer vs. V-Ross, and then uh, at the end of the month, we'll be doing Common Rider Black Sun, which I highly recommend everybody go watch. So, All right, man. You guys anything else? Uh, no. No. Uh, if you haven't seen Piranha, go watch it. Yes. Just watch it with, yeah. uh, you know, there's a brief nudity in it. So with the kids, you just need to keep an eye on that. Yep. Other than that. That's I'm good. Grandmaster? Uh, man, I recommend Piranha. And if when you're watching it during when the scene where they're in Aquarina Spring Aquarina Springs, imagine like a ten year old Ruben on a glass boat in the middle of that lake getting chewed up by the piranha. Because <laughs> yeah. that's where I that's where I was. <laughs> that might give you that little extra half point on your stomp down. Right? Yeah, yeah, point, yeah. uh, but uh all right guys, thank you all again so much. And man, continue, you know, join us on Facebook, join the group. We again three times a week. We give you guys some extra material. Monday, we do the underdogs, talking about some underrated movies you may not have heard of. Wednesday, Robin Ro uh, Ruben rocks us out with the uh, Wednesday Monster Mash, which is music from the monster movies or music related to monsters in some way. Friday nights, uh, we do the Friday Night Fights, where we throw two movies in the ring, and you decide which monster movie is the better one. Uh, follow us on Instagram, and please go check out all of our friends' show on the network. you got Give Me Back My Action Movies, Give Me Back My Horror Movies, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, and our buddies over at Good Beer, Bad Movie Night. Go get them all listened. They're all amazing. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you so much. This is Sludge. And the Lorax. And you got Ruben in Texas. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> oh, better win trivia now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
hey, it's Ronto's Oh, you he heard so it? So bad. Oh, but, yeah, he, he heard. I walked in the studio that. and heard it on the speakers. I'm like, <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> he walked away and he spun. And, and when I watched the movie, I said, okay, I already, I already know what I'm going to make them watch if they, if they lose because I, I, I knew Spawn. That was rough. Oh my second. gosh. Yeah, that one's rough. And, and they could fly too. Dang it. Like they have, they could fly. Yeah, they have like flying fish. 